this day. Thank you for last night's rest and thank you for this morning's early rising. Thank you for the privilege to once again be in your house where we may worship you in spirit and in truth in the beauty of holiness. Father, I pray that you would forgive us of our sins that we've committed by thought or deed. Our heart's cry is to be in right fellowship and relationship with you. You tell us in your word that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. So we come now standing on the promises of Christ our King. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I pray that your anointing would rest upon me in such a way that it would make preaching easy. We love you, Lord, and we pray for that person here today who does not know you in the free pardon of their sin. We pray that they would be so convicted that they would turn their lives and hearts over unto you. For you tell us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We ask all of this in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our soon-to-come reigning King, we do pray and give thanks. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. That was uh, quite a lead-in, wasn't it? That will really make you take another look at taking things uh, for granted. I want to take a look at a familiar passage of scripture found in Luke chapter 17. And I would like to read in your hearing verses 11 through 19 of Luke chapter 17. When you have found it, say amen. If not, wait up. Amen. Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11, and this is what it says. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God Accept this foreigner. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
So ends the reading of God's word. I would like to use for a subject, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This week on November 22nd, it will mark my one year journey with cancer. Amen. God be praised for his, for his grace and his mercy. And over the course of the year, I have returned to Jesus repeatedly with thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my wife and children who stood with me. Thank you, Lord, for the saints who prayed for me. Thank you, Lord, for my physician. Thank you, Lord, for my urologists. Thank you, Lord, for those who took my blood and were available for me when I woke up from three surgeries. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful and true to your word. No one had to beg me. No one had to remind me. No one had to push me to say, thank you, Lord. At no time did I take his grace, his goodness, and his mercy for granted. For I knew that it was nobody but Jesus Christ that was responsible for me being here today. So, so, so if no one else ever praises him again, all he has to do is look my way, and he's got one. I share that with you because oftentimes we don't like to share our testimony in terms of what the Lord is doing in our lives. But I share that because I don't know who's seated here now who needs to know that the Lord is faithful during your darkest hours of your life. He is still a bright light that can be found and will shine his light upon you and grant you that which you stand in need of. I'm sure I'm not the only one who could say thank you, Lord, today. As a matter of fact, we could probably get a mic and start here and go all the way around the room of folks talking about thank you, Lord. Um, maybe you were sick and the Lord raised you up out of your sick bed. Thank you, Lord. The Lord kept you clothed in your right mind for another year. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because I've remained employed. I've had a paycheck coming in. And if not, maybe it's my, my 401k, my social security, or whatever it is. He's kept a stream of income coming in so that you could have your needs met. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for watching over me as I drove in my car and went from this place to that place, ran a light, and there was no accident. 
I know that's, yep, come on now. Thank you, Lord. It's simple. And it's saying, Lord, I am not taking your goodness and your mercy and your grace for granted. I don't want things to start disappearing. But I want to maintain an attitude of gratitude. That's why I struggle with Luke chapter 17. It's a familiar story, and it's quite timely for the times in which we live. As I read this thing here with this story about this uh, Jesus and these 10 lepers, how Jesus heals all 10 from their leprosy, and the Bible says only one came back. One in ten. I had problems with this because I would think that, like you, you would rush to the one who provided the breakthrough. But they didn't. And I want us to unpack this for a few moments so that we may get some holy hints about how we not become one of the nine. Because of the truth be told, I believe that the nine are in abundance today. And the one has become scarce. Okay, you, you, you're not feeling me. Um, I, I, I remember is, uh, as a youngster, my parents taught us manners. They were big into manners. Uh, okay, let me help you out. Um, when you enter into a room, you say, good morning. You just don't stroll up in there and don't say nothing. Uh, okay, um, yes, sir. Uh-huh, I'm getting you now. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Please watch the tone of your voice. Remove that bass. from your voice. Um, but the one that always seemed to get the most attention was when someone does something for you. Always remember to say, thank you. It did not matter if it was a friend, a family member. You always completed the act with Thank you. I looked at this story here, and, and see, back then we would say, man, they ain't got no home training. They don't say please, they don't say thank you. They go in a room and just start pushing and throwing their weight around. They so rude. Mother used to say, they don't have no uh, uh, common courtesy. That was one of her favorite. Where's their common courtesy? What she was saying is, where is their politeness? Well, that's about gone these days. It's kind of rare. You don't find politeness very much. We're just, we've gone the other way. Bad manners. Not good manners. Um, so I thought about this, this cat who did not, those ten, those nine. 
I said, they didn't have no home training. They, they didn't learn anything. They just, Jesus here did a great thing for them, delivered them from leprosy, which is a hideous, nasty disease, and they did not even have sense enough to come back and say, Lord, thank you. But I had to slow down. Because there have been seasons in my life, like your life, when you're so busy, so preoccupied, that you don't take time to take a look at how God is blessing you. In other words, it's easy to have stuff like that, man, to start disappearing because you have taken for granted the high and holy one. Like somehow you are entitled to what you have. Beloved, teach your children that what they have is only by the grace of God. They're not that smart, you're not that smart, you're not that gifted. It's just that God decided to lavish you with his love and his grace. The last thing you can do is raise a child that thinks they are entitled to everything. And then you have a sprawled brat, and then you're visiting him at the local jail. I know that doesn't happen to folks here, but let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Um, so, so how can we, how can we understand this, this story? Let me walk through it, and then we'll let you get home and see some of the game. Um, you know, Jesus is now on his way to Jerusalem. He's about to die. And then it says, now it happened, as if to suggest this was not really part of the plan, that somehow he decided, well, I'm going to go this way, as if they were maybe kind of surprised that you going on the borders of Samaria and Galilee? But Jesus decided to do this, and the Bible says he's entered into a certain village. And as he was entering that village, there met him ten men who were lepers. Notice they were, they stood off. They had to because they had leprosy. These were the same men who had to, to yell, unclean, unclean, as they traveled. Leprosy was a hideous, uh, deformative disease. Your, your skin looked strange. Uh, you could, some, someone could stick you with a pen and you not feel it. You put your hand over a fire and you not feel it. It was a hideous disease. So you had to scream afar off, unclean. And the Bible says they lifted up their voices in unison. <laughs> Love this. They, isn't it how interesting that uh, misery loves company? It was not one saying Jesus, but, but in unison they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. We see their desperation. And let me tell you this, that, that whenever you are in a desperate place, it is still good to call the name of Jesus. It is still good to, to, to get his attention and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. That should be all of our cry every morning you wake up. Lord, I need your pity. I need your mercy. I need your compassion because I'm going out into a mean, cruel world. And I need you in me, the greater. 
is he that is in you than he is in the, that he that is in the world. Lord, that's what I need. You call upon him, Jesus. Then they said, Master, one who is a superintendent, one who superintends. I need him superintending my day. He has authority. They said, Master, you, you have authority to do something about our situation. You are the one who can provide a breakthrough. When difficulty comes, some people break down. Some people break up. Some break off. But I need a breakthrough. That's why I go to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly and above all that you think or ask. <laughs> oh, beloved, you got to go know who to go to in your desperation. And maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sin. As my sister said earlier, God bless you, he is here available to you once you turn your life over to him. But you've got to go like these guys, desperate, needy, broken, and Lord, only you can do it. Don't delay. Don't delay. Call him up. Bring him into your situation. And it says that, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. The reason he had to go show themselves to the priest because the priest is the only one who could validate, who could certify that they were now cleansed from leprosy. He was the one who would examine them with the certificate of being clean. They're no longer diseased. So he said, go show yourself to the priest. And listen to it. It says, as they, I love this. It says, as they went. But keep in mind, these fellows got leprosy. Um, so as they were making their way to the priest, it says, as they went, things started happening. Oh, Lord. They started looking at their hands as they went, and their hands began to look different. As they went, they could examine themselves and see that things are changing here. Things are not the same. Something is happening. Something happens when, as they went. They had not even got there yet. Maybe, just maybe, what if we started moving when the Lord says move? Maybe things might begin to change when we start trusting him. See, that's what they were doing. They were putting all of their trust in what Jesus had said. And is it not time that we begin to take him at his word? If he says something, Lord, give me courage to follow and to do your word as it is written. They said, as they went, he healed them, he cleansed them. But there was one who observed what had happened. And the Bible says he was healed and he returned. 
Ah, he saw. I want to challenge you this week, during this Thanksgiving week, to open your eyes and see the blessings that God routinely brings your way. Okay, um, I, I go to the gym, and when I go to the gym, there, there, I, enter in, I go in the entrance where there is a dialysis treatment uh, center. And, and when I go, the utility van from Transit, I guess, MTA, begins to unload folks who need to go in for dialysis treatment. I believe it's about eight hours. It's a very long time. And, and, and I say to myself, just a quick father, thank you that I'm not one who has to deal with dialysis. Thank you that no one in my family right now, but Father, I pray that you would watch over those who have to go through dialysis treatment. Give them the strength, give them a good day, and then get on with your day. See, 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 see just begin to see when, when you go to the food market. Yes, Lord, prices are incredibly high, but I thank you, Lord, that I have some change in my pocket that I can still pretty much get whatever I want. Crab cakes, filet mignon, whatever I want, because you have blessed me like that. And if not, maybe get Murray's or whatever. But the idea is that you get what you can. He blesses. Keep your eyes open to his blessings. Don't you know it's easy to get so caught up in the movement and busyness of life that somehow his blessings, you're blinded by them because you're so accustomed to them. I don't want to be blinded by my blessings. I want to know that whatever I have, I have by the grace of almighty God. <sighs> he, he saw that he was healed. And he returned because, you know, and he returned to give praises and thanks unto God because, listen, he is worthy. He is worthy and deserves our thanksgiving. He's worthy, okay. Um, he's worthy because he saved us. Titus 3.5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. One day you had an encounter with Romans 10.9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Lord, thank you because you saved me that I'm not in the fast lane headed to hell. But I'm one of your children. I've been redeemed. My name is written in the guest book of heaven. He deserves it because of who he is. Isaiah 6.3 says, Holy, 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 the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. He deserves it because he is the provider of every good and perfect gift. James 1.7 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Whatever gifts, skills you have, abilities, whatever you possess is a byproduct of coming down from him, the Father of lights. Ain't that something? It has absolutely nothing to do 
Whatever you have, your, your wits about you, your skills, your, degree, your degrees, your home, who is it from? That's right. He's the one who provides it. This man did not delay, and he came to glorify God. And look, and look at what he did. It says in verse 16, and he fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Listen, Jesus welcomes your display of gratitude. Now, um, this man, his personality was such that he fell down on his face, and he was very demonstrative in his thanksgiving. Let me tell you something. You express your thanks to God based on your personality, okay? Okay. Uh, this man had no problem being demonstrative. He, he was so excited about what the Lord had done that he was not part of that group that was going to be quiet. No, no, no. He, he, he had to lift his voice. He fell down and surrendered and said, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. And, you know, the Lord can handle that kind of display of gratitude. That's okay. But maybe you're just quiet and you sit there and maybe tears just run down your face. Or maybe you do it some other way. The fact of the matter is, you figure out your way to express thanks unto him. As long as you do it. No one's going to be the, the child, you see how he acted today? That wasn't necessary. All of that noise. But what is wrong with him? He needs to get his needs out somewhere else. Because that, no, no. He can handle however you choose to worship him. And that's the beauty of it. With a loud voice, he made his expression of gratitude to the Lord. Well, what are some other ways that we can develop this attitude of gratitude? Well, we've already talked about it. You can say and tell the Lord, thank you. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Lord, just thank you. Wherever you happen to be, whatever the situation or circumstance is, Lord, I thank you. We can express our thanks to him by attending worship, coming to his house. He tells us in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some. It is his heart's desire that we be part of the body of Christ, that we come and fellowship together. A survey was done recently and, and talked to pastors and wanted to know what is their greatest challenge after COVID. They, to a T, they all said one of the greatest challenges we have is that folks no longer want to come together and grow together as a body of Christ. How sad. Folks now just want to zoom in. I'm all, that, that's a wonderful venue. Thank God for it. But when you need a body, someone that can come and wrap their arms around you and encourage you, Zoom is not going to do it. God be praised for streaming and all that. Use the technology, great. 
but you need to be part of God's household of faith. You need to be part of a, a, a body of Christ. Don't let this thing, technology for all of its worth, and I thank God for it, but it's good to be part where I can see your eyes and, and embrace you and come alongside of you when you may be going through some difficulty. Yes, enjoy the technology. It's all there. But does, should that replace you being part of the body of Christ, coming in weekly and fellowshipping with one another? Stop complaining. If you want to be able to experience and show, express thanks to God, complaining doesn't get you very far. Um, do all things without grumbling and complaining, Philippians 2.14. Um, listen, learn to thank God for what doesn't need to be healed in your life. A lot of things are going right, but what if we focus on what we have versus what we don't have? What if you focus on the lovely home that you have instead of maybe, well, whatever, I don't know. It's just the idea of thanking him for what you have instead of caught, getting caught up in stuff that you don't have. Ministering to others. Be a good steward of the gifts that God has given. 1 Peter 4.10 says, and each one has received a gift. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Use the gifts that you have. Lord, I thank you because you have gifted me to be able to sing or to, to preach or to teach or whatever gift you have, I'm offering unto you as thanksgiving, and use it for the body, because we all can benefit from the gifts that you have to help us grow in our walk with him. Winning others to Christ is another way in which we are able to offer up thanksgiving unto him. Proverbs 11.30 says, he that wins souls is wise. Leading others to Christ is an expression of thanks. Encouraging others is another way that we can express thanksgiving to him. Isaiah 54, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I might know how to speak a word to him who is weary. We can speak a word of encouragement to those who may be weary. And even communion Gathering around the Lord's table is offering thanks unto him. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six. 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And you figure out your own way. You, there are many others, ways in which you can offer thanksgiving unto him. But there's something else. Jesus answered in verse 17 and said, were there not 10 cleanse, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? 
recognize ingratitude as sin and forsake it. Recognize ingratitude as sin and forsake it. Jesus here is disappointed. He's saying, wait a minute, what happened to the others? They were healed. They no longer have leprosy. Where are they? I would think again that they would be racing to say, Lord, thank you, but that was not the case. Ingratitude is a sin. Okay, you you don't believe me. Um, Romans 121 says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish and their foolish hearts were darkened. Psalms 107.8, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He wants us to glorify him and to acknowledge him with thanksgiving. But it says here that they knew God but did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. They were not thankful for what he had done. And the question is, what can we do to forsake ingratitude? Well, one thing is when you wake up in the morning, this is just a suggestion, um, start thanking God for last night's rest. Thank him that you can open your eyes, um, that you can get out of your bed, uh, that you had a bed. Thank you that no intruders broke in and no fires broke out. While you laying there, before you get to do anything, just start thanking him before you get out of the bed, that you woke up, that no one had to come wake you up and help you get dressed. Start thanking him. I'll never forget Phyllis Hall, a member of the church I used to attend, said that she had received a survey from her insurance provider. And he wanted, they, she had, it was a questionnaire, about 10, 15 questions. Things like, can you open the can of, can you open, can you open your, um, your bottle of your medicine? Can you feed yourself? Can you clothe yourself? Can you still keep appointments? Can you read the bottle of the medicine? And it's about 15, 20 questions, and all of them she checked yes. And she says she commenced to run around her little place because she did not have, to, she could do all of the things that were, she, see, she had a, a God consciousness. She's saying, mm. I am, I am truly blessed, blessed beyond measure. And she was just excited because she was able to, to quality of her life was such that she could get about without the aid of all of this stuff. Uh, and, and she just was excited about that. Maybe we need to slow down and just say, Lord, I thank you that I can walk. I can get out of my bed. I do have a handful full of folk that love me. And even in spite of myself, they're not letting me go. You know, thank him for the people that you have, who tolerate you. They, they want to celebrate you, but right now it's a toleration thing and hopefully it's growing toward. <laughs> Lord, help me. Um, you know, 
before you wake up and get going, just thank him for your quality of life. Keep a gratitude journal. Stop writing down some things that he's doing. Write down two or three things a day. Lord, I thank you for my good health. I thank you for a sound mind. I thank you for the people that you've put in my... Just, just you decide how you want to, 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 to develop it, but, but start putting to paper some of the things that he's doing. Some of us work better that way. We just like the right stuff. And this will be a great way to, to, to just communicate with him by way of writing, the written word, your written word, of your thank journal about what he's doing in your life. Okay. Um, uh, and look at some way to reflect on um, past successes and hurts that come into your life and his faithfulness, even doing the difficult things. Um, I'm, I'm visual, so I like to see. So, so when I went through this journey with, with my this cancer journey, I started keeping all of my stuff in this folder. It's my amen folder. And what I do is, uh, it has my most upcoming appointment, follow-up appointment, uh, December 5th, uh, 2022, 8.30 a.m. Now I go all the way back from when this monster just got hold of me. And, and I've kept here. So every now and then, when I start feeling a funny kind of way, I, I go here and, and I see where it told me what I had and I look at the recent one that tells me that I'm now in remission. So you need to get you some way to hold on to some kind of, I don't know, it can be a notebook, it can be a folder. I, you know, I, could, I guess I could do spreadsheet, but again, this is easier for me. I can just grab it fast and I can just look at it. I say, oh Lord, on this day, this was going on. But now, 12 months later, this is going on. You know, and, 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 and that's one way to keep uh, ingratitude in check. Keep reminding yourself through little ways that what the Lord is doing in your life, the good things as well as the bad, how he's carried you through the difficult seasons. Maybe you want to look at that, uh, your child's tuition and how you went through the whole year. <laughs> tuition paid on time. Didn't miss a class. Didn't have to withdraw. Amen. You, you look back and say, Lord, have mercy. It isn't God good. I, the boy got, the girl got through through another 12 months, another year. And look, look at God. Work. Find, look, that's how you keep the enemy in check. How are you going to start feeling a strange kind of way when you see how the Lord is moving in your life and you're giving him the credit for it? Oh, Lord, okay. Um, this is it, the last point is, um, and he says, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? In verse 19 it says, and he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Expressing thanks to God leads to new possibilities. Maybe our possibilities aren't that great, or maybe so much more could be happening in our lives if we were more grateful for what he is doing now. 
You ever had folk you do something for and they don't thank you? Um, story told, a, a gentleman uh, said he faithfully sent cards to his grandchildren and, and he would put a little note in there and put some, break off a piece of money and put it in and send it to them. And they would always, most of all of them, would send back a thank you card with the exception of one, his granddaughter. And he said, you know, I guess she's busy, got things going on, but, and I love her dearly, but, you know, this has been going on for a while now, and now I'm feeling less inclined to want to help her. Ah! He didn't say he wouldn't help her. He just said, I'm less inclined to want to help her because she has a pattern of not showing gratitude and being thankful for what I do for her. Ah, that's... But this, this man here was able to experience new opportunities because he realized the importance and value of giving thanks. It all started when he gave, when he cried out unto Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy upon me. It all started when he did what Jesus told him to do by going to the priests. And now he's coming back and he is thanking Jesus for what he did. And so now he has new possibilities. He was not only healed physically, but he was also healed spiritually. Made well means made whole. He was rescued. He was now part of the body of Christ. He was now a disciple. He was a now one who could claim the name of Jesus. The other nine trusted the Lord just for physical healing, but they were not delivered. They did not have Christ as Lord and Savior. But now this man had renewed hope because he had trusted Christ. He had a saving faith. Saving faith. The others, they didn't have saving faith. Indi indication from the text is we don't know what happened to them. But here he says, and I love this, he says, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And I believe that Jesus is still saying for those who come to him, Arise. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Arise, go your way and tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. Arise, go your way and tell somebody that it was Jesus who redeemed you. Arise and go your way and tell somebody that Jesus made the difference in your life. Arise and go your way and tell them that on a hill Far away stood an old rugged cross where Jesus Christ died for your sins and mine. Arise and go your way and get busy doing the master's bidding. He's still asking us to get up, to go. To arise. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. I thought about that 
and uh, told us to arise. Arise and worship him. Arise and give him glory because he's worthy. On May 7th, 1824, Ludwig Van Beethoven was uh, doing a masterpiece, the Ninth Symphony, and it was performed in Vienna. And it was the first time it was done by way of a choir. And he did an amazing job. I mean, this was his first performance in 12 years. And it was at the Theater du Levant in Vienna. It was packed. People were all over the place. And after he finished, the crowd went berserk. Um, he received five ovations. The emperor received three. You can see there was some tension in the room. Uh, and it got so bad that the state police basically came in and started to threaten people with citations if they didn't calm down. They were waving handkerchiefs, hats. They were doing all kinds of gestures in a sense of their approval at what they had heard and witnessed. After a while, uh, Beethoven was exhausted from, the maestro was tired, he was doing his thing, and uh, there was a soprano, Carolyn Unger, who goes up to Beethoven and she turns him around. His back was facing the crowd, but she turned him around so he could see the crowd as they were waving and this commotion because of what they had heard. See, Beethoven was deaf, he could not hear. But when he saw their response to what he had done, tears started coming down his face. Every now and then, I wanna challenge you to give your Lord and Savior an ovation. Maybe the state police won't be called, but, but maybe you can just wave your hand, lift your voice, and say, Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your love. I thank you for saving me. And maybe that's about the best you can do, and that's fine. But he's worthy of every standing ovation we can give him. As a matter of fact, why don't you give him a standing ovation now because of what he's doing in your life? Amen. Jesus, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our ovation because of who he is and what he's doing in our lives. Hallelujah, bless your faith. And Father, we do bless your name. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. I pray that we would develop an attitude of gratitude, that we recognize what you are doing in our lives, that we not take it for granted. Let us not get so preoccupied with things that we fail to give you the praise, glory, and honor that you deserve. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done. We thank you for this season of thanksgiving. And we thank you for that unspeakable gift in the person of your son, Jesus Christ, 
And we pray right now, if there's one here who does not know you in the free pardon of their sin, we pray that they might be troubled until they rest in thee. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we do pray and give thanks. Amen. And the benediction now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the all-wise God, our Father, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And the people of God said amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you.